Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. something else he stresses eh (laughs) he stresses this is and i'm I'm sure when he comes home from here he must feel just drained right oh i guarantee it hey everybody david here and welcome to the asog podcast in this episode recorded live at aste 2022 lucas sits down with jeff compton a 24-year veteran of the automotive industry jeff views himself as an advocate for the technician and talks about the different perspectives he was able to experience while at ASTE. Before we get started, make sure you have a set to automatically download the latest episode, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player, and make sure you check out the YouTube channel where we've been dropping a lot of new content, and if you like it, a sub would be awesome. And now, here we go. trying to remember have i spoke to you before which i'm right. going through the same thing right people right. are coming to you you're that you're that podcast that guy, guy. right you're yeah. that podcast guy and i'm like no i'm just a dude <laughs> that, a dude. that did a four podcast i'm mostly famous for shooting my mouth off at a couple of different facebook groups <laughs> that's what i'm famous for but well so what do you i mean is is this your first event ever this is my first event ever yeah what do you think it's knock on wood that's not gonna be my last event um right. But it's it's I, I, it's life changing. I can't describe it as any other way than that. If you're in this industry, right, and you don't realize the power of what these events are supposed to be about and what they can do for you, right, you're not paying attention, right. Well, and I agree, right. Like this is where I got my change, right. Like I started fixing things in my business. This is where it all started for me, and so I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and you we we laugh because we call you jaded, right? And I, I thought it was really it's, interesting. It's on my name tag. <laughs> it's on, it's on uh, my information pamphlet. Well, well, so you took some some classes, right? And like, so we we had discussed this yep. instead of just all technician classes. I thought it would be really good if you would take some classes for something like management. Yeah. And some sales classes to kind of get a different perspective. You took some classes. You got to hang out with some of the, the management guys. Tell me, what what's your takeaway? So my first day was all day with Cecil. Okay. Um, and it's about writing service. It's right. About, but there's so much more to what he's saying that even if you don't write service at your job, even if you're right. not an advisor, even if you're a tech, if you're a tech and you think 
one day I'm going to be my own owner. What Cecil and guys like Rick talk about, that's the change that's going to be putting the industry where it needs to go, in the right. direction that it needs to go. Um, you can't... It, 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 I was in within two hours and my mind was blown. It's at right. the same level that I would, when I sit down with a guy like Brandon, my mind gets blown. Because the way they talk about it is on next level. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it, it goes past just as just running an auto shop into psychology, yeah. marketing, uh, self-esteem issues, right? Right. Uh, you all don't charge enough stinking thinking because of you don't believe it'll work. Right. You know, and he's yeah. got 25 years of success background to prove that it does work. Right. He says in, in 20 some years, two shops that his, he has not been able to turn around and they both locations issues yeah. with within the location. They could have taken that, dumped it 10 miles in either direction and it would have been just like everything else but it's right. just a situation in between well so you know when when we talk about that right like just a few years ago right yeah. two years ago me and you've been friends for a long time yeah just two years ago you were hardcore against what these guys were teaching right and i, yeah. I, I so i'm curious about that like and i'm not saying either one of you were wrong mm-hmm. but now you've had a chance to sit in a class with them does it change your perspective of what they're trying to accomplish for the technician? I think the perspective changes because I realize that you're talking when you're talking to those guys again of the one percent, yeah, the one to five percent that actually are with a different mindset, with a different, and they're teaching it. And like a lot of things in this industry, the sad part is it's falling on deaf ears. There's yeah. always not enough hours in the day. There's not enough time on my phone to connect with the correct people i'm too busy lamenting about the same old problems or i'm too busy trying to put out this fire that happened at the shop today or that fire that's going to be all week you know and we forget that like you said to me you have to be the change that you want to see right if you're not going to be part of the change then you're only going to be an obstacle for the people that do if you want to have any input on being what you want it to be, you right. have to be involved. Yeah. You can't just sit there yeah. and cry about it. You have to do something. I agree. And, and you know, so here's the next question for you then is, and, and look, ASOG itself, the group, mm-hmm. supports a certain way of doing business, yes. right? Like it, it's about lifting up the industry and doing things the right way, saying the right things, doing the right things, not just for the shop owners, but for the technicians, for the service advisors and for the client. Yeah. Right. Like we can all win. Yeah. If if we do the right things, if we treat people well and we, we act in a respectful manner Mm -hmm. and we focus on doing what's best for other people, not just ourselves. Yes. And so there's, you notice there's some coaches that don't come to shows like this. There's some coaches who um, are uh, not involved with ASOG and the scholarship dinner and things like that. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I think, I don't want to say anything bad about them. They're great people, but it's kind of telling like they don't align with our vision or our belief of, of yeah. where our industry is going. And I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate. I'm, yeah. the, I'm an advocate for the Amen. for the first one for being a tech first. Yeah. I'm an advocate for techs. I feel that like if I contribute nothing else to this industry, it, it's to show them that there's other options, there's yeah. other ways, there's better better culture out there. You have to have the skill set 
to yep. go to. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, Shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. There, And you have to have the, the attitude and the mindset that I'm not going to sit here. And yeah. a good friend of ours, you and I were talking about the other day, You know right. where he is is a black hole. Yeah, We're in the same, I mean, he's a neighbor of mine. You yeah. know what I mean? And I understand his struggles. Truly, right. I do. Because yeah. I would agree, more days than not, yeah. my local area can be, it seemed like that. Yeah. But, you know, you can either decide to start doing whatever is going to be best for you and not worry about your neighbor. Like one gentleman said, there is no competition. Right. You don't have competition. Right. You only have competition with yourself. It's only you that's telling you, I can't charge this. Yeah. Right? Instead, we're all people get wrapped up. I can't believe they quoted that customer with that high end car. Blah 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 blah. I did it for half the price. Right. I mean, what the frick? Do you I want mean, a section for that? Right. Like, and 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 you know, that's the thing is that we get into an echo chamber, right? And we we begin to hear what we're saying, hit the wall, bounce back, and we yes. come back, and it, it it justifies what we're saying. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and just like that comment, right? Let's think about that for a minute. Because one of the things that we've seen in ASOG over and over again is that you go into the group, and especially that person that's just getting into the group, right? Mm -hmm. They're a new shop owner. Mm -hmm. They've never been around management training. They've never been involved in anything like this right. ever. And so now all of a sudden, what are we doing? We're putting them in with a group of the top 1%. And so, you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, we've said being jaded, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But but here's my thing is if we don't guide them, if we don't lead them, if we automatically shut them down from the word go, yeah. then what happens? They become jaded. Exactly. And, and do they listen? No. And the cycle keeps going on. Exactly. And on and on. Exactly. Yeah. So my point is, is if we can take that person who comes in and says, Hey, the dealership wanted to charge $8,000 for this set of brakes. I can't believe they wanted to charge $8,000. It should have been less. And maybe it should have been. I'm not saying it should or shouldn't have been. You'd have to sit down and look at line by line by line and, and, and analyze it to determine, you know, is this right or wrong? Right. 
But my point is, is like, do we, do we shoot ourselves in the foot because we're so apt to say you're wrong, right? Because it, you remember IATN, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, oh, for sure. How often was it that that young guy would come in there, get his head chopped off, and would he ever come back? No. Did you ever see him again? No. Right? No. And so if we're going to lift our industry up, we can't continue to do that. And I, I, I ask myself, do, do doctors and lawyers do the same thing? No. Do You know what I mean? Like, if we want to be professionals— then we have to act as professionals. We have to treat each other as professionals. And if someone in a profession, right? Like, so if a doctor does something stupid, that's going to get somebody killed. What do you think the other doctor is going to do? Hey man, don't do that. Right? Like that's a bad idea. Let me show you why. Let me show you the right way to do that. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And so that's kind of my vision of where we're going from here is that we've got to begin to be the, the, the organization's, that take and, and mellow that out a little bit, mellow that tone out and say, how do we help them? And that's right? my thing is I spend so much time this, these three days with Paul. Yeah. It's going back to if I'd have never known Paul now in this automotive relationship. Yeah. To be around him as a person. Yeah. What yeah. he's about, what he, yes. what his group, his core yes. values are. I would have been so unfortunate if I had never met him. Absolutely. Just because of what that can I come into. So, I mean, I, I must have said to him a dozen times, I've said to him once since I've been here, I'm going to try and be more like you. Right. Right. And not from the technical aspect, not right. from I'm going to go start filming a bunch of videos, but just yeah. in the way that I. The, the human being that he mm-hmm. is. Phenomenal. The human being that he is, right? At the end of the day, the human being that he is. I want to see where it's like, you know, and I mean, I'm new to the ASOG group. Yeah. You know, and. I mean, so I'm seeing a lot of things that I'm trying to be a lot more diplomatic about how I say to people. And, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm attacking people. I'm simply saying, well, well, don't you not think that's too much to charge for that job? There's a contingency of people who are paying it without question. So is it too much? Not for those people. Right. Right. So do I say that we have to be, a hundred dollars less? No. Is it okay to be one third the price? What are you leaving? What are why? you leaving on what's the table? The, why? What's the is, why? And who's, who's paying for it? Right? right. Because I mean, at the end of the day, not the customer. Right. They're not it, coming up with any kind of short difference. Um, it's your culture of your shop. Yeah. Your ability to maybe retain top tier talent. Your ability to pay the top tier talent yeah. that you have. The it, ability to. Exp- Extend an experience to a customer, right? The steak or the sizzle. You're selling both. Right. Right. And and if you if you're shortchanging yourself or someone else, no matter how you look at it, right? Like if it's less, somewhere, somehow, somebody's getting less. So when you see a shop closed down mm-hmm. because they can't retain talent, they can't um, the tooling left them by the do you ever see the customers come along? And set up a picnic in the bar, a barbecue in the, in the parking lot, and try and raise money to keep that shop going. No, no, man. No. They go. I wish that that John Zotto had still been there because I would have been down the road. Now I'm stuck at this place and blah 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 blah. You have to keep the people, your family, mm-hmm. as you and I talk about, your family within your business is yeah. ultimately what keeps that. Yes. You know, yeah. ship on and, the on the water and not grounded on the sand. And and here's the thing. Is is I've often asked that when when we look at, at at businesses, right? Like, do you think that your client, when when you can't afford to 
put your kids through college is going to come pay for it? No. Do you God, think no. that, right? Do you think that they're, when you, you have a heart attack, do you think they're going to take care of your family? No. no. I'm not saying they don't care about you. Right. I'm not saying that your client doesn't like you. That's not the point. The point is, is it's not their job to take care of you. That's your job. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think shop owners subsidize the repair. A Cecil with, emotionally discount. Yeah, they emotionally discount. They subsidize the repair for the client with the money that was supposed to pay for their retirement. It was supposed to take care of their family. Right. And so the the point is, is then our industry does not improve because you got Joe Blow down the street that never made enough money. He had to keep the cheap shop. He had to keep the the overhead low. So he didn't have the right tools and the tools weren't updated and nothing. I had to install the customer supplied parts because three other shops and within five miles of my shop, they all do the same thing. Dude, we don't care. Right. We don't care. You sit through a course and explain to someone, have explained to you why you don't do that. Yeah. And you should be able to walk out of that course and go, tomorrow, I'm going to try it. That's yeah. like we, I saw an ASOC. Somebody said, you can always try something. If it doesn't work, you can back it off a little bit. Yeah, You absolutely. don't have to go and start bump your door rate 50 bucks. Absolutely. But you can go bump a 10 tomorrow yeah. and try that. Yeah, right? of course. It, it just makes me, because I've sat, you know, it always, in the breaks between the classes, we're always talking. It's like, I've been doing this 30 years. I've been doing this 40 years. And, you know, you sit there with some people and it's like, and it's it's always been tough. It's always been the same. Well, that's why we're here. Yeah. Because I don't want to see it before I'm done. I don't want to see it be the same. I want to see it right. better than when I and, got out of it. And and here's the thing is everybody compares themselves to the shop down the street. A, you see their highlight reel, so you can't really see what's going on. B, when you compare to them, you don't know what you're comparing to. No. Right, you don't know what their finances look like. You don't know what their P and L looks like. You don't know. Well, I'm I'm gonna price just you know a few dollars off of them. Right, I can tell you that a Mercedes Benz dealer, their numbers, their margins have to be what they are to yeah. still be in business next month. Oh yeah, right. They Absolutely. Have no choice. And 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 so I was gonna bring that up. Is let, let's think about this for a minute. They, <laughs> we've for years set our prices based on what the dealerships set their prices. Dude, they've got a whole sales team subsidizing the cost of maintaining yeah. that that service facility. Plus, they don't fix what we fix. Plus, you have to remember, and they don't like you to talk about it, and they're not always going to admit it. Every dealership out there, right. And this is, if you all of your eyes haven't been woken, the whole reason that now warranty is pushed is because if they have never have a customer come in that day, they're going to survive on whatever warranty work comes in. Do you understand? Yes. When I say a customer, but if you have a customer comes in, it's like, if it ain't under warranty, I ain't paying for it. I'm not giving you any of my cash today. You're going right. to fix something. At the end of the day, if they fix something, the OE still probably pays them something. Right. So what is their margins in Matrix? Well, it's a whole lot different than... Lucas's yeah. shop, David's shop, my shop, because they can get by on that. That yeah. can carry them through the lean time. Exactly. Do you not think for a second that they calculate into their labor rate, what they, their operating costs? Is that. So when you go down the road and you go, I got to be less than the dealer. Dude, uh, you, <laughs> you should be more than the dealer. Absolutely. You don't have that to fall absolutely. back on. And, and you know, I, I had this really cool conversation. I had lots of really cool conversations last week, yep. right? And and so I talked with some of the guys from the manufacturers, and and one of the big things was is we know we need the aftermarket. There's zero doubt we need the aftermarket. We need you guys to fix cars. We can't fix all the cars. Yeah. And they acknowledge that, and they say that, and they know it, right? And so, and that comes from engineering. That comes from parts. That comes from 
executives. They understand that we have to fix cars and we have to like their cars because if we don't like their cars, we don't recommend their cars. Exactly. And they're, they're aware of that. Right. But it's really interesting to talk to them and them say, listen, um, you know, yeah, sure. We would love to service every car and sure. We would love to, to, you know, limit your access to certain things because it would be good for us. Right. Like we're business people. Uh, the bottom line is really what we do, but, but our big concern is, is if you were repairing a car and it's not safe and you guys are not training properly, that's an issue for us. Because at the ultimate, the turnaround, if it looks, and we've seen it, right? I had this X brand, brand X and nobody could fix it. Right. So I'm not buying that brand anymore. Right. We all know there's nothing out there that can't be fixed. None is really any worse than the next. The situation becomes is how well they look after fixing that brand. Yeah. Well, so the, the cycle just keeps going on and on and on. Well, if we tell everybody these things are a real pile, yeah. right? Because And we're telling them that maybe because they've got us locked out. Maybe they don't want to help with good parts. Maybe they don't want to help with service information. I'm not saying help is in being free. Right. Yeah, listen, it's not fair that i got to pay for yeah, information absolutely. And scan. You want to charge me $25 for three days to get on and program customers? Yeah, of course. Why not? Right. Because there's a cost associated with it. It costs millions stupid. of dollars to yeah. come up with that technology. I got to make that back. Yeah. What a mind blowing concept that they get it and they've got it for a hundred years now. And everyone else is like, I got to do it for as little as possible. Yeah. I'm so tired of that. I am too. So tired I am too. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I think that the, the fact that they acknowledge, right. They acknowledge that we are going to be here. Yeah. They're not trying to get anything over on us. They're not trying to do anything. And I, I mean, Listen, they're business people. They're always going to be trying to get something over on yes. somebody else. That's just how it is. It's competition. But, right. But in the same respect, they're they're pretty aware of the fact that, hey, look, these people need access to this. Mm. How do we do it? The, the things – and I told them, I said, look, the things that frustrate me are the inability – to get it all in one place, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you go to OEM One Stop, yeah, you can go to all the websites from that one website. But the point is, I got to go to this website and register, and that website and yeah. register, and that website and register. That sucks. And right? that might be an obstacle that we never get to go yeah. past because yeah. you've got to get that brand to play nice with this brand. And, not, and, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's been billion dollars of deals and billions in in, in, in yeah. sublets and stuff that didn't go yeah. perfect pudding. And all of a sudden, you know, well, we're... Like they're just people too. Yep. They're going to remember things. They're going to be jilted about certain things. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're in the billion dollar business. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, I look at it like this. I used to think 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago, as probably as recent as five years ago, the OEs were going to stamp out the aftermarket. And right. I can tell you that if they've tried, if they have tried, yeah, they have failed miserably because when yeah. you sit with these people, you realize that they will die on that hill before they will allow yeah. that to happen and they're not it's in a lot of ways the brains that they think they have at the oe level you've got people out here that are oh yeah way yeah. above and, yeah. and for everything that you think i've got x here they're already yz 
Yeah, and, and listen, that that's been acknowledged. Yeah. Right. That's been acknowledged that we we've not done a good job of keeping that extreme high level talent mm-hmm. because th- there's there's not enough room for that extreme high level talent, yeah. right? They they are looking for a bigger challenge. They are looking for something more. They're looking for more than one brand. They're looking for that very, very complex problem that we see once every three years. Yeah. Right. They know that. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that the fact that they acknowledge we're here, they acknowledge that we're not against each other, mm-hmm. but they stand back and say, man, you guys are a mess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, ooh, that doesn't feel very nice. No, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can understand why there's apprehension because it's I mean, you didn't build uh whatever we want to call the turd pile of the week in terms of reliability. You didn't build a Chevy Cruze, right? You didn't build it. Yeah. You only fixed them. So you don't want all of a sudden everybody to be like, wow, they're not that qualified to keep fixing my Chevy Cruze. And I'm not even at the dealer anymore, right? The customer's not there. Well, meanwhile, for a lot of people, I mean, a Cruze can be a pile, but it's like, it's just routine for them. Yeah. We just fix them, and then we fix the other 10, make some models, you know, or 10 models right. within our make, and then we go on, right? Whereas everybody in the aftermarket seems like, well, I don't see that, but I see that, and I see a pile of them, and they're crap. Yeah. Well, they're, they have a set of standards that they need to see. The service information is not written to make people go through impossible hoops. It's right. written because that's how they need the proper repair to be done so that their customer because just because it was in your shop doesn't mean at one point it wasn't their customer. They right. built the darn thing. Yeah. So in a way, they're still a customer of Chevrolet. When, when they drive a Chevrolet, they are a Chevrolet customer. Yeah. They don't I mean, have that, to buy that, at the dealer. Yeah. They don't have to be the first owner, but they're still a Chevrolet customer. So they don't want them to be driving around in something that they detest. Now, yeah. certain circumstances and whatnot, a lot of people, I've driven old junk, I detested it. I had no choice yeah. just because. Of, but it wasn't the fact that... It was the brand that it was. It's the fact that it was 20 years old. Right. And, and probably had not been maintained before no, the fact. No. And and so, you know, and maybe that's another area where we've not done a good job, right? Because we as the aftermarket said, hey, we'll just fix the thing that's wrong with it. That's right. Well, we'll just fix the thing that's wrong with it. Yep. And now 20 years later, when they hit a bump and the strut blows through the top of the, the strut tower... Uh, well, why did that happen? Well, because nobody maintained the car. Nobody undercut right? it. Exactly. And no, there was no professional standing there saying, hey, listen, uh, you need to do this, 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 and this. Yep. This I've been is driving, how you maintain For two years, I've been driving into quick loops. Quick loops roll it over a pit. They dump the fluids out of it, and they drive it off the car. Nobody road tests it. Nobody shakes anything down. Yeah. Nobody looks at anything because they don't even know half of what the parts are called. But, so they're but not going to write it up. we set that standard. Sure. Right. In other words, the quick loop set the standard that that's okay. And and so the, yesterday there was an argument made that, well, because that's what the consumer wants. Well, no. that's what the consumer wants. Well, I understand that might be what the consumer wants, but it's not the right thing. It's if I go the to the co- doctor and say, look, uh, I, I really have just, uh, you know, my hip hurts. I'm, I want a hip replacement. No, I don't get to go in and tell them what I want because they're professionals. They have to evaluate the situation. They have to tell me what I need. I don't get to go in and say that I, I want dialysis because I drink too much no they're not going to do that somebody has sat through a course the other day they talked about they're in to see them for something totally unrelated and while his doctor's looking at him he reaches over and, and takes a little nitrogen and pulls a skin tag off right you're not there for that that yep. that you're thinking about on your cheek is not even worth yeah. you 
right? But your doctor, who has been your doctor for 20-some years, yeah. looks at that and goes, I better take that off. And he doesn't ask you. if It's not a negotiation. He just takes it off and hands him a bill for $97. Right. Right. right? And then it turns out I might have saved that gentleman from skin cancer. Yeah. And you're going to complain about that? But see, we we in this in this market, the customer always, I only want the oil change. You only want the oil change until you're broke down on the side of the road That's waiting <laughs> for a tow truck. And the tow truck shows up and it's $500 to hook it up and drag it 10 yeah. miles. And the repair that the broken ball joint sitting there right. would have cost you 300 to get fixed. Congratulations. Your I only want cost yeah. you more money. Well, I, I think for, for years... Um, the industry as a whole has looked for someone to blame, right? We've looked for someone to blame. Was it the shop owner? Was it the service advisor? Was it the technician or was it the client? Was it the manufacturer? And and so the reality is, is if we stopped looking for someone to blame and we stopped looking to place fault on someone and said, how could we do this differently? Yeah. What could be different about what we're doing today? Well, it seems pretty simple, right? Like if you advise the client, if instead of giving the client what they wanted, we became a market that said what's acceptable is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So in other words, Mr. Quick Lube down the street, look, I don't have a problem with your model. But the point is, is you're not maintaining the vehicle and the consumer through marketing, whatever it is, believes you're maintaining the vehicle. They don't know that, no. Right, And they don't, like you say all the time, they don't know what they don't know. Exactly. So if we change the standard, if we get enough outside of this 1%, if we get to the 20% of shops, right? Mm -hmm. And we show them the right way to do this, the professional way to do this, then we have a chance of reaching a wider market and helping others understand, helping clients understand, helping other shops understand, helping other technicians understand. That it's not about whose fault it is. It's about the fact that we've not been doing the job we were supposed to do. Nope. Nope. Just right? let the customer dictate the process. Exactly. And who's the professional? You are. And right. I am. Not right. But not the customer. No. Right? But instead, we've given them control. Because so scared to lose that job. I need every exactly. car that comes in here plus five more. It's not like going on Amazon and buying something. No. It's not like going through McDonald's. I could understand being upset if McDonald's says, you don't really need that cheeseburger. Have you seen your belly? No, I mean, I get it. I really don't, but I want the cheeseburger. Yeah, and it's not your place to tell me that I can't have it. Exactly. But when it comes to an automobile, no, this is something different. You're talking about a large investment. You're talking about something that impacts other people, Yeah. right? Like that was one thing that I always... Really, really appreciate about what Ron Paul said. I'm going to upset this dude sitting beside me. What Ron Paul always said was, is look, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't care in politics what anyone does. It's none of my business. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you don't believe. I could care less. The only thing I care about is if what you do affects me, then I've got a problem with it. Which in in hit that example, it all in an invert way does. Just like in this, when we have to remember... When you let that car leave and the tire tread is gone, the wire braid is coming through, and they're driving down the road and that tire blows, and they, f- which no way do they normally want to go? Well, they normally want to head away from traffic, but oftentimes they wind up hitting another yeah. car. So there's somebody completely innocent, totally yeah. oblivious to your you, issue you, with your vehicle, and you hit them. You think about that being your mom. You, th- you think, right? And like, you, life sucks. 
right? Life can really suck. Life can be really hard. And sometimes shit just happens and you can't do anything about it. And it sucks. And I'm not, I'm the last person that thinks that we're going to go out and bubble wrap. The world is going to solve everything. I'm probably the other extreme. But when it was your stupidity. Yeah. Something preventable. When it was, yes. When it was your stupidity that hurt my loved one. Yeah. Right? Man. Like passing a, a school bus. Right? Come on now. I work no. on a pile of them. I work on a pile of them. Right? right. Like you pass that school bus and my little boy's walking in front of it and you hit him, boys. I'm, you're going to have a bad day. Right? Like I'm not going to be okay with no. that. No. And so it's the same thing. When do you get to judge that? And, and, and I think that's the point is that we're an industry that the work we do directly affects other people. Right? You don't just get the choice to say, no, we're effing professionals. Yeah. Right, we are effing professionals. It's our job to make sure the car's safe. It's our job to make sure the car's reliable. I did a class a while back, and we were talking about the fact that all of these things, like the battery, that's a safety thing. And everybody's like, "Why is a battery a safety thing?" Well, because when you're sitting in a mall parking lot at eleven o'clock at night, right before Christmas, and your wife's out there, and the car won't start, you don't think that's a safety people, thing? People used to never understand why, when a car came in and the battery hold down was missing and it was bouncing around in the tray, that I immediately failed it. They're like, it's just a battery. Well, it is until I hit a giant bump and it hits the hood and it arcs across and we wind up with yeah. a fire under the hood and you've got a, a you know a less than perfect fuel line and all of a sudden we get some sparks and you're burning on the side of the road. Yeah. It's not just a battery hold down. It is part of a complete system to keep the car yeah. operating and safe as it was intended. I know it sucks. I work in rust every day. My buddy Brian, we talk about this all the time. They come out and go, how do you guys deal with that? You just deal with it. Right. It but just is. It has to be done. I don't I don't even care to put a ratchet trap to hold the battery in. Right. Right. But something is the battery was meant to be yeah. secure. It has to leave secure. I'm not interested in they said, well, listen, I only do point I, I do free battery installs. Right? I make X on the margin of selling the battery, and if the bolt's missing and the hold down's gone, I don't care. Mrs. Smith needed to get started today and she needed to get to work, and I sent her out there and I'm going to pat myself until on my back until my shoulder is sore. Congratulations. But the reality is, is that is not being the advocate for the customer yep. that they not think doing they're right getting. For them. She didn't know when she drove in that the battery was missing the hold down yeah. she didn't know that the bolt was going to break in the tray when you took the thing out but the difference is you have to pump the brakes and say sorry this is going to take a little longer it's going to cost a little more because we have to do this i'm tired of people going listen i still did a good thing there okay you got mrs smith yep. going again now you did something that she wasn't aware of well you heard me tell the story about about my attorney and his his brake job right like know. he he had this truck it's a nissan pickup he takes this truck in somewhere and they do brakes all the way around. Pads, rotors, back and plates completely rusted off yeah. of it. Had to have brake lines. Dude, the, the truck comes to me later. Oh, right. He, he drives out and, and he pushes the clutch and it won't stop. So he's got to, you know, yank it in neutral and shut the truck off and have it towed. They, it sits down there for a couple months. Nothing's ever done with it. So he tows it to me. Yes. And like nobody had the guts to say, Hey, the frame's rusted out. The clutch line blew out because it's rusty, and we can't pick it up on a lift to get mm-hmm. the transmission out mm-hmm. to change the master cylinder, the slave cylinder yeah. in the in the for the clutch for the clutch. Yeah. Uh, so now you have a problem with having that conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, we just sold thirty five hundred dollars worth of brakes. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, because because it would have upset the client, dude. I don't care. That's. 
that, and, and you know, I, people always ask me, why do I go back to that frontline episode I always talk about, right? The, the thing on death, mm-hmm. right? Because it is so impactful watching this woman have to walk into this room and tell this man and this older man and this older woman, I, I'm really sorry, but he's not going to leave this hospital, right? And it makes me think, here we are, a bunch of chicken shits, a bunch of chicken shits, unwilling to say that your piece of crap, $1,200, $3,500, $5,000 vehicle yep. isn't going to walk out the door. And every day, this lady wakes up having to tell somebody that their loved one's not leaving the hospital. Yep. Yep. Because you're scared. Because you're scared because it's like the old adage is always, they tried to sell me a bunch of stuff that they didn't need. That means when I read, I just read another one of them this morning. My brother yep. sent it to me. That means that, A, they didn't communicate to you effectively yeah. what it is they're going to do. Am I impo- involved in that transaction? I don't know what they did. I don't know. Right. And it, is, right. it doesn't matter. But if you left and you paid for it, and yeah. they didn't explain it to you, first of all, some of that's going to be on you. Yeah. But second of all, if you just get on and say they charged me for a bunch of stuff I didn't want, people send that to me all the time and I just click and delete. I don't know the story. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. To you, it's always it, going to – you thought you were going in for your twice annual oil change and you came out with there with – thousand dollars in services so so look here's the deal is i've got a i've got a guy who message he posted some nasty stuff about our business in in like an online group and so i called him out and he he like replies with all this like diatribe of stuff that makes no sense spellings all over the place he you know and eventually he like came back and said i just look like an idiot for even posting that and you know what blah 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 blah, you know hardest thing you've said so far and so you know here, here was his thing is he said i've seen these estimates that you've given people and i see where you recommended all these things okay and so that's what you're using to judge me yeah, yeah, because you you told these people they needed all these things. Were you there for the presentation? No, he wasn't. No. no. So you didn't hear me say, Mr. Client, what I'm going to do is I'm going to evaluate the whole vehicle, and I am going to go over every single aspect that I can see. I do not have a crystal ball. I'm going to give you an evaluation for this vehicle so we can both know its condition, and you have an idea over the next six months to a year of what life with this automobile looks like because I don't ever want to make a repair that when you pull out of here, something else breaks and you say, Lucas, if you'd have told me about that, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I don't want to be in that spot. It has nothing to do with selling you everything on the list. It has to do with informing you and making you an informed consumer so when you make a decision, I gave you everything I could so you know what the frick I'm talking about. Amen. Imagine if, uh, like, and it scares me too, when, and you see the guys and they're like, you know, one guy in the class the other day is like, he does a pile of engines. Right? He does a yeah. lot of heavy line work, and we've talked about that, how the margins can suck and lots of shops. Yeah. Our buddy Sean Miller doesn't even want to – if he could never do another one, he'd be cool with it, right? Because right. by the time it goes out to his standard, yeah, it wasn't really worth doing. Yeah. But I look at that and I go, that just scares me when those guys talk about doing that much because it's like how many times did you put an engine in it mm-hmm. and next month the fuel pump cracked up? Mm-hmm. And you're the guys. Okay, well, I know that the fuel pump's not attached to the engine, but are you sure you didn't leave something unplugged? Yeah. Or blah 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 blah. Like, just to having to have the conversation mm-hmm. of I did three thousand dollars worth of repair, and yeah. now I, yeah, something else. It sucks. It's a car. Yeah. It happens. But just having to. Okay, well, let me look at it, and I probably won't charge for the diagon. No, nope, it's for sure. It's the pump. We didn't have to do anything. I know I said I wouldn't charge that. There's money gone. Yeah. Whereas if it's just like. In, out, everybody's let them know completely this is what the car is going to need. I mean, we know this 
you know, yes. X, insert X and Y model and make is prone to do this. You're the second owner of it. We can tell it's never been done. Don't be shocked if you're equal tech. Chevy needs a set of chains and it's like, yeah, that. don't absolutely. be shocked. You know, well, you know, here's the deal is I, I think about this often because we, we've talked about technician pay, right? And as we talk about technician pay, one of the things that I often think about is the fact in the past I had a technician who came to me and constantly needed more money. But the more money I gave them, the more money they spent. They have financial responsibility for themselves. You can't just look at the owner of a business, I don't care if it's McDonald's or whoever, and just continually say, I need more, I need more, I need more. You have you have personal responsibility. Sure. Right. And so it makes me wonder, do we have personal responsibility for where our market is? And I'm not just talking about auto repair. Okay, I want you to think about this. I'm talking about skilled trades as a whole. Mm-hmm. Are we personally responsible for how we ended up? Are we personally personally responsible because we've allowed this standard to be set? So from the financial aspect to the reputation aspect, all of these things, right? As an electrician, oh, yeah, man, I really don't like codes and I really don't like this and I don't like that. And I don't like the way the inspector has to come in and check everything. And I don't like having to be licensed because, man, that sure is a lot of work. Yeah, I get it. It is. But it forces the market to move forward. Mm-hmm. It forces an, a level of safety. and, and we're, uh, we're 100% responsible for it. Right. 100% responsible. It's not like I'm sure, you know, electricians, plumbers, you know, 50 years ago would have loved the fact that everything wasn't a ground fault. You know, because yeah. they cost more, and now I got to adjust it. But when I go in there and quote a job, it's going to cost X. Well, people don't die in bathtubs as much now, right? Like, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's it's just so. Does it suck that yeah. it's constantly evolving and it constantly costs more? But look at our customer base; they want constantly evolving. They want they, they want they want reliability. Yes, they want sustainability. Right. And, and we focused on one thing. We focused on price. Yeah. And so we've allowed the market to really become something, this monster. Right. Because now it's so big, it's hard to encompass. It's hard to fix because we've we've said we'll just cobble that together mm-hmm. for you. OK. Mm-hmm. And so now the consumer doesn't realize the true cost of ownership of an automobile. The consumer doesn't realize the cost of maintaining an automobile because we've subsidized it. And now we've backed ourselves slap into a corner where we can do nothing about it except for say, hey, uh, we're trying to I'm change. Re- right. I'm really sorry, but uh, we weren't charging you enough for the past 20 years. And they go, what? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, think about the oil changes. Right, an oil change used to be twenty nine ninety five, nineteen ninety five. Now, just the oil alone is a hundred dollars. Yeah. Right, the oil alone is a hundred dollars because technology moves so quick. And the whole time we were subsidizing, oh, it's a loss leader. It's a loss leader. Ah, bullshit. Yeah. Right, it could be a loss leader. I get that, but if you're paying for the damn thing to get them in the door, that's bullshit. Because what you're doing is you're devaluing the entire market. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You're not devaluing the devaluing the job. You're devaluing the whole shop when they come in there. Yeah. Because to that customer, I'm only in that shop for that. Exactly. I only go to Midas back home. Not me personally. I only go to Midas for Don't oil lie. changes. You go to Midas for oil changes. Thirty four ninety five. You get yourself a free set of wiper blades, right? And, and that's and I've had a hundred customers. If I've had one when they've been in my shop, say I go there and they I I never get anything else done because they try to sell me a bunch of stuff. I just want the oil change. It's thirty four ninety five. It's cheap and they can get me anytime. That's why I'm here in your shop. And I'm like, 
Yep, I can't do an oil change for thirty four ninety five. Right, right, right. I can do one for fifty nine ninety five, and I can yeah. put the right oil and the better filter in it. Um, but I understand if you want to spend thirty four ninety five, I get it. But you know, it 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 puts us against each other <laughs> because that tech in that bay or that service writer decided that it needed X X and X, and I look at it, and of course, opinions will always vary somewhat, and I go, I might not have called that yet. You know, I always try to say it that way. I don't say you never need it. I try to say, I wouldn't have called that yet. I, for sure, you'd have come out with way more information from me right. than you will for them. But I wouldn't have necessarily put it as, if we're going to put priority one, two, three, I wouldn't have had it at two. I might right. have had it at four. Right. Right. Because I'm much more concerned about the wheel bearing that they didn't even know about that's yeah. loose uh, for a wheel coming off. I'm right. much more concerned about that than I am about the oil seepage from yeah. know, the, the engine. Absolutely. And, and you know, just the other day, and, and we've talked about this multiple times, I should probably drop it before I get started. I know David's not either. Um, he'll just get upset because I've talked about it more than once. I sat through a class, and the talk was, get him in the door. Say yes. Get him in the door. And then if you can just find one thing and then they can drop it off, but, but they'll come back later. Right. No, they won't. And, and my whole message is, is they're, they're disconnected from the front of the house. They're disconnected from the back of the house. They've got a 30,000 foot perspective and all they see is the dollars associated with that client. Yeah. They don't see what it does to the shop. They don't see what it does to the technician. Oh, well, you know, Bob, Hey, listen, we took too many cars on. I'm just going to need you to stay a couple hours. Yeah. Or I need to listen, our car count's getting really a lot. Uh, we're going to start opening up on Saturdays. Yeah. And you've been there four years, and you're like, Saturday's my day. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll let you have Wednesday off. Oh, perfect. Right? <laughs> so like when, when everybody when do, else is at work. <laughs> when yeah. do I get two days off consecutive? Well, uh, three times. No, you know what? I never. I started this job with the intent of not having to work Saturdays. I'm not working a Saturday. I don't right. believe that the industry has ever was ever the right thing to do. Right. And, and, but, but here's the point though, is, is that this person, 30,000 feet, sees that client as a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they say, okay, you just got to say yes. You just got to get as many cars in the door as you can. Just stack the cars in and then we'll <laughs> figure the rest out later. Okay. We'll work it out. Um, are you the one that's in the shop figuring it out? No. Right. They're You're not. not. No. You're the person who's standing up here. And the, the tout in the class was as well, don't worry. I'm going to show you how we can make all this work. Well, there, uh, trust me, I'm a shop owner. I know how all this works. You either stack so many cars in the shop and you upset a client, right? Because it doesn't get done. You you over-promised and under-delivered, right? Exactly. The- you jump up and down and you scream at your technicians because they aren't working fast enough. They're not getting enough done. How dare you break that bolt off and make that job take longer? If I'd have been, when back in my day, I'd have never done a shot. Right, off. right. Or, and, and here's, here. you know, look, I know you guys take a brunt of it. But you want to know who really takes the shit into this stick? And that's the service advisor sure stand up front yep. trying to explain to Mr. Client, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to get you done today. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. The, the you know, the, We all upset clients. It'll yep. be fine. No, nah, man. When you have a personal relationship with that person and you let them down, it sucks. 
I know. I mean, David's going through it right now. I went through it last week. We've made little mistakes. We're human beings. We make mistakes. This is a thing. You and I talked about that week that you had where it seemed like everything yeah. could have went wrong. Went, went wrong. wrong. And, right. and it sucks, dude, because you, you want to make these people happy. You want to help them. You want to make, make your product the best product for them possible. Yep. But, but at the end of the day, it can't always happen. And the more people we shove in the shop, Right. That's why I'm a big fan of, of doing the 300% rule. Right. We evaluate 100% of the vehicles. Mm-hmm. We create an estimate for 100% of, or we, we estimate 100% of all things that are yellow or red. Yes. And we present all of those things. Yes. Right. That, that is our, how we do it in the shop. It's not Origi- about original concern, safety, uh, cosmetic. Exactly. That's how Cecil put it. Exactly. Right? And so what does that do? Well, and so, and then original concern can be trumped by safety. I absolutely. don't care if you came in here and you wanted ice cold air conditioning and there's yeah. no brakes left. Guess what? If I'm working on your car, if you only got a thousand dollars to spend and it's a thousand for an AC compressor, a thousand dollars for the brakes. If I let you go out of yeah. there with cold air, air in a car that doesn't stop, I'm not happy with myself. And I'm not doing anyone You're not else a professional. Out there. Not a professional. Not Thank a you. professional. Right? And and so at the end of the day though, let, let's think about it. What does the three hundred percent rule do? And everybody says, Well, it sells more service. No, it doesn't sell it's not that it sells more service. No. Can it sell more service? It can't. What does it do? It informs it, the customer. It informs the client. It gets the riffraff out of the shop so we're not ending up dealing with high stress. Five uh, percent. Exactly. And now all of a sudden we've got a car in the shop that that we can say, this is a good client. This is a good car. I know it's safe. I know it's reliable. I've acted as a professional. I'm an advocate for the customer. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I'm an advocate for a guy like me in a bay somewhere. Exactly. And it's and, and I want to be an advocate for a customer. But my industry for too long has not advocated for the customer in the right way. They've not advocated for the customer. They've not advocated for the technician. They've said that a lot of times. Right. But they've advocated for their own pocket. I don't even know that they've advocated for their own pocket. I I think most of the independent shops have advocated for the client. They thought they were advocating for the client. They thought they were giving the client what they wanted, but they assumed. They didn't know. They didn't have the data that said the client wanted the car to be safe. They advocated for the client by allowing the client to dictate the process. Absolutely. Wrong. Absolutely. You know, and and even then, right? So I I had a story, same shop, the the last one I told you, they they put a set of brake pads and and, uh, sent the client down the road and the pads had been metal to metal. They were into the rotors, Mm -hmm. but they measured them and they said, well, the rotors are thick enough and I really don't think that they've got enough money to do this, right? And that was their exact words. I don't think that the client has enough money and I would upset them if I recommended rotors too. So we just didn't put rotors on it. And never asked whether the customer even had enough money, just made the assumption. Right. Exactly. So what they do, they send them down the road and then they come to me a week later and they're like, man, when we go down the mountain and dude, I mean, we've got some big mountains, right? You've not seen them, but we've Mm -hmm. got big mountains here. I saw them flying in. Right. Yeah. And so as you come down, right, like you're coming down the mountain and they're like, Hey, it's got a really bad pulsation. It doesn't feel like it's stopping. Right. Can you take a look at this smell? Right. And, and dude, so now the brake pads are going to wear out super quick. It's not driving like it should drive. Call them and say, Hey, why? I'm just, I, did I miss something? Well, I didn't think they would really want to do that. So I, I didn't tell them. Yeah. Dude, you're a professional. It's a freaking job. Yeah. 
It's your job to tell them the things that they don't want to hear. Yep. And and you're, you're not supposed to be the nice guy. You're not supposed to be the hero. Yeah. You're supposed to be yes, friendly, professional, put on a good you you want to look like a professional. Your appearance is important, but at the end of the day, you're you shouldn't be so emotionally involved. And this is like Paul Danner and I talked about this. We've been talking about this probably every night. It is the thing I come away with as I get to know more of my customers in my shop as I'm working more and more yeah. on their cars longer and longer. I'm starting to know their situations. She's a single mom, right? Yeah. Um, she she lost her husband last year, right? Yeah. Like I don't know their financial situation, but at the end of the day, and I say it sometimes the wrong way where I say I don't care. Right. But what I mean to say when I say I don't care is that can't dictate the repair that the vehicle needs. Exactly. Exactly. And and because if it does, right, it, it comes down to the conversation we had about palliative care. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it does not matter. Poor David trying to get the door open. At the end of the day, it does not matter what you want. It does not matter because life happens, man. Life happens. It doesn't matter that that's what you want. They don't come in with a sign around their neck saying, I'm in dire straits here and I need you to do this for as cheap as possible. They come in with the complaint of my car is doing this and I need you to tell me what I need to do to make it stop doing that. And we too many times, we look at how they're dressed or we know too much about their personal situation and we emotionally discount ourselves. We kill our own confidence to say, I can get that job done properly the way I would want it done. I want to put two calipers on that. I want to put the best pads and rotors on that thing that I want to flush that brake fluid. But But it it, doesn't change the facts, right? Their their situation does not change the facts. It does not change what a proper brake repair looks like. Required repair is still the required repair. Right. But, but for t- far too long, we've done the exact opposite. For far too long, we've, we've moved the, the lines. We've changed the rules yep. because such and such had this situation going on. Yeah. Right. And, and so when, when everybody complains about me talking about the frontline episode, that's exactly why, because that's something that the rules don't move. No. You don't have that freaking choice. You're and the, the judge in the court that day. When you go in there, if it should ever happen to you yeah, and say, you're in there because something that you worked on a week later had a catastrophic failure and somebody yep. lost their life. Your judge is not going to care yep. that the customer said no. The, cus- the judge will remind you, you're the professional. They're the customer. They're yep. not expected to know what you're on. They're putting their trust in you. Yep. That when that thing leaves, it leaves better than it did. It leaves yep. safe. Now, you can talk all you want about, well, and again, we can't unfortunately keep their keys we can't yeah. keep their we can't go out there and pull the tires off it and stop them from driving it right but i mean at the same time if you you might as well all learn if you're going to commit to doing the repair yeah and having the paper trail that shows that you touched mrs smith's car you better decide right now it's going to be done the way it has to get done or it ain't going to get done at all and and the only way that this happens the only way that this starts to be the norm is if every technician assigns or or or, uh if every technician commits to this every service advisor commits to this every shop owner commits to this if nothing else just in our little circle yep right now i I don't think any one of us would ever recommend selling something a car doesn't need nope but i think that we would all recommend following a professional standard yep right yeah so in closing question 
Would you recommend somebody come to AST? If <laughs> I recommend you go to AST. I recommend you go any of these in these kind of events that you can attend. Make it a priority, right? If, yeah. if your boss won't send boss won't send you won't finance it, find a way. Get here. Yeah. Because I'm I'm known for what I am. I'm a, I'm an outspoken, opinionated, blunt like a spoon. <laughs> person that's going to tell you that's going to tell you (laughs) what i think right and and i'll die on the hill if i think you know as long it'll be friendly but as long as we're gonna have the conversation you're always gonna have me in it yeah right because i'm i I enjoy it i like being there i'm not scared of it i think the only way we move forward is to keep talking about it and that's the whole point of these is to get people sitting here talking about things bringing the change that has to be brought yeah you know because at the end of it if if you don't bring the change you're not going to be in the conversation because you're not going to be part of the industry anymore. You're right. going to maybe just retire and you move on to do something else. If you want to have yeah. something that you can say you've got kids in the business, you want to pass something on, you better get your head out of your butt and realize that it's not going to be the big, you know, fluffy, friendly, the way it's always been playground. Yeah. It is going to change. And there's going yeah. to be the, I hate to say it, there's going to be the, the elite within it, and then there's, which is in some ways has always been, but they're going to be a lot bigger, and it's going to yeah. be even harder to get into the game. Yeah. You understand what I mean? You're Absolutely. not going to be able to just throw up a little tube and start doing some $25 oil changes to try and upsell some work and, and do the old adage of, well, I need a car count to keep getting that You're not going to be able to do it. You're going to have to have something that you offer that's a option a to value. what our a a value, value to what our customers are looking for. Yep. And if you can't offer them that, that's okay. But you all have to find your niche. But your niche no longer should be I did it for as cheap as possible. Amen, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's gotta that, stop. That, that it's that nonsense to stop. has to stop. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I think that that is the answer to so many of these problems. You've heard it me is, say just yep. charge more. Exactly. It does it fix yep. every problem? Nope. Can you fix everything by throwing money at it? No. But if your immediate thing is you've got somebody that is really dire to your business and yeah. you might be losing them, throw some money at that problem. And then yeah. look at the other reasons that they leave and throw money at that problem. Yeah. The common denominator is it's going to take throwing some money at the problems. And it sucks, yeah. right? Because yeah. times are tough. It's tough for our customers. It's tough for you and I. But my boss was forward-thinking enough to just – Go hand a, a raise around. You yeah. know? Bosses yeah. do that every day. Why do they do that? Because they see that it's it's harder for us than it was a year ago. Right. I don't want to have to spend fifteen, twenty thousand dollars trying to find a mechanic when I have a mechanic that's doing the job. Amen, buddy. Amen. And so do you would you advocate for if the shop owners that are listening, would you advocate for them to pay to send their people to this? You, yeah. Yeah. If you can make it happen, right? Uh, do it. If it means that you've got to say, okay, listen, like let's, um, you know, I'll give you X amount more an hour, but I want you to come to this with me. So let's start putting some money away every week out of your paycheck where when you go, when we come together, right? Either I pay you for the time that you're here and you find a flight or you carpool down with me and I put you up in a hotel and we, and we see this or, I pay the whole shot. I'm not trying to tell any shop owner out there how they should be doing it for their, everybody's right. situation could be slightly different, but everybody 
in this industry, if you want to be the change, you need to be here. And you need Absolutely. to be at other events just like it. Amen, buddy. Thank you for being here. Thank you, as always. It's always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.